Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. When men like us follow rules, the world becomes ours. Ain't no rules no more. Well, decent lesson, chance. Tomorrow we go to the end of the line. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Ubi. Tonight we'll be discussing Us, the last episode of The Walking Dead that was just on on Sunday. Now it's. Like, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were discussing Us. Uh, you know, our, the happenings in our lives. Yeah, you know, we're, we're good friends. So yeah. It, it, then we really should have a moment just, you know, drinking in, everybody. Just drinking in. Yeah, this is, uh, this is what we do. This is what, you know, makes us, us. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful. Wait, I've been Mike. I've been Amy. It'd be awesome if we did end of the episode right there, just confuse everybody. <laughs> or just make it the end of the series. <laughs> That's just it. It's over. We're people. <laughs> That's what this was about the entire time. <laughs> uh, we were going through our own philosophical self-discovery. I'm Mike. I love myself and the animals and nature. I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, all that silliness. I'd... Get serious now. Or are we a pulp nightmare? <laughs> I mean, we are, but still. It's different. It's different. Different universes. This is Earth 2. Um, I liked, I liked uh, this week's episode. I liked it a I lot. I liked it a lot. I, the first thing I noticed about it when it was like a couple of scenes had passed that this was the first episode in... About three episodes where I felt like the pace had finally caught up. Yeah, the cutting back, the um, pace of the episode was a lot better. I thought that it's uh, been for the last couple episodes. Yeah. Also, last, last couple. Last week's was necessary for that. The first, the two before that kind of felt like it, like they were both, well, one of them was pretty good, but it still kind of felt weird. Meandering. So with this one, I was really glad to see it's like the trajectory is kind of heading towards more of a close on the season. Yeah, there was a lot. There's less just people walking slowly. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so and Glenn finally reuniting with Maggie and all that, which was nice to not see that held off to the finale. Um, and also it was really good to see more of Rosita. Well, yeah, in many ways. But yeah, she had dialogue. Of, yeah, and it was good to see you know Abraham and Eugene. Yeah. Eugene was a little irritating for me personally. Well, but, he's a, but he's a he's a son of the South. <laughs> I will give you that he is a son of the. Yeah, South. we found out that basically Eugene in the show is Matt Johnson. Listen to Blow the Bio Belt only on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, and then yeah. um, I mean honestly, like we saw Rick again briefly. <laughs> yeah, Rick. Cameo Rick, by the way. Cameo yeah. Rick making an appearance. I'm here now. Yeah, Rick and Carl and Michonne having that scene in the beginning kind of felt odd after a while once you realized they weren't coming back. Yeah, I mean, at least we returned to that exact spot, so it felt yeah. like give it a point. Yeah, I did like that aspect of it. I felt it kind of wrapped it up nicely, and that was a good note to end the episode on. But at the same time, it still was kind of this thing that held 
over the entire episode, which was you kept expecting the, us to eventually cut back to Rick. Yeah, I kept expecting Rick to show up. It was mainly, uh, you know, Glenn, Tara, and a Daryl episode. Yeah. What a Daryl. And it's weird because now that we haven't caught back up with them, it kind of puts into question, like, what exactly is all going to be covered in the finale? Apparently a lot. Especially with the way it ends with the the group of Sasha and, and Bob. Fucking love that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, deriving at the cannibal camp. I mean, Terminus, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah, okay, I want to discuss this, because why is it so obvious that they're cannibals, even though it was completely obvious to me from the get-go? Like, what about it? I've, I've been trying to put this in my head, like, a couple of times. Why is it so obvious when really nothing sets that off? There's just something co tranquil about it and the really well fed chick and how excited she was as she was being over a grill. Yeah. I guess that's I guess that's true. It's it's just so weird that this world has become so the way it is that immediately you you see a good thing, like a potentially good thing in front of you and you think cannibalism. That's the Woodbury effect. Pretty much. And that that set did remind me a lot of the Woodbury, mixed in with the prison. Yeah, I like how completely unguarded it was. Just made it seem so hospitable. Yeah, and I did, I did really like the fact that finally we have two groups converging for the first time since the finale, yeah. and we have finally. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting going from this to the finale and seeing how much can be wrapped up and whether or not everything can. I liked the character work in this episode on Tara, who's quickly becoming a very interesting character. Oh yeah, I liked her a lot. And her and her atonement uh, kind of storyline and willingness, though. I did notice they pretty much had almost the same exact conversation Glenn and Tara had when they first met episodes ago, because it's been so long since we've seen them. Yeah. I also thought it was weird that we we needed to be reminded like eight times that Tara was a lesbian. That didn't really bother me. It was just weird. Like, okay, we get it. She's a lesbian. <laughs> like, you've had like three scenes about it now. Um, I did feel that uh, the tunnel cave-in thing for for me, while I did like the sequence a lot, felt kind of like uh, we just need them to be in trouble here. So, uh, you know, let's have a convenient, like, all these zombies suddenly, even though Maggie, Bob, and Sasha just passed through here. Yeah, I, I guess, but at the same time, I was just glad to see something that wasn't walkers appear, like, not from behind trees again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in a minute, I want to talk about kind of uh, uh, the trajectory of the second half of the season so far, and kind of some problems I kind of feel with the production of the show. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. That's kind of part of it. But even the explanation of how the cave-ins... Did you hear the explanation on in the show of how the uh, how the roof collapsed in the tunnel? No. Uh, Maggie shot it. Really? Yeah, she says that. She she shot it. Like, that's, and it, caused, it caused the entire roof to collapse. That's... Okay, that's bizarre. It's like, it's at that point, just don't forgive an explanation. It just happened to collapse shortly after they left. Yeah, like... 
that's the thing about Walking Dead is that you don't really have to explain stuff like that. Like they come across houses all the time with like little things that are never really touched upon. Uh, another thing I thought was kind of weird was uh, Maggie burning the photo. Yeah, you and I uh, agree on that because that was really forced. Yeah, it's like really. <laughs> Plus, I, I saw this theory online that kind of makes it seem true. It's that the reason they were doing that was because it was very unsubtle foreshadowing that Maggie or Glenn is probably going to die in the finale. Yeah, I kind of took it as that, too. Which, Which, The Walking Dead has a very sordid history of being very unsubtle about stuff like that. Yeah, and, and I mean, one of the things we were praising them for in the first half of the season was the fact they weren't hitting us over the head with sledgehammers like that anymore. Yeah. But they so kind of was, gone back in the second half a little bit. Yeah. With the, the thing with just burning the picture was just, it was, the reason it was weird is because she called attention to it at all. Yeah, and it was just really melodramatic and odd. Like, it just, it was just odd. It was, didn't make a lot of, it was. And that was like the only point of the scene, too, was just they. Burning a picture. They sit down, she knows there's the picture, she picks it up, and then she starts to burn it. Glenn objects. She just says that she, they, something about, like, he doesn't need a picture anymore, which is like... Okay. Then why does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) Also, you probably could have, like, saved on fuel in that lighter. Yeah, it, yeah. (laughs) It, It was just a really pointless, confusing thing that was... Like you said, really obvious foreshadowing, which, which is, I don't, you know, I, I don't really feel like those characters should die in the finale just because we, at this point, the second half of the season's been so strong of them reuniting, it seems kind of pointless to then just kill one of them. But yeah. it may be kind of a switchback thing, like, aha, you thought that was foreshadowing. As it turns out, Rick dies. It's like, fuck you, Robert Kirkman. Um, There's a tiger in it now. As long as Bob doesn't die, but he's the closest thing to a red look, shirt this show has right now. Look, Bob is invincible, okay? I'm not talking about the character either. I'm talking about the actor himself. He's not going to let that happen. He cares too much about his and Bob fans. Look, people have got to be aware of how popular Bob is now, the people on the show. They would have reshot the ending because they just knew the outrage of Bob dying. It's funny how in, like, two episodes, Bob has become the most interesting character on the show, and... Three seasons, Beth is... I, I forget she's even gone. Even Daryl forgot that she was kidnapped by a mysterious car. Yeah, let's talk about Daryl for a minute, because we kind of skipped over him when talking about the episode. And the episode devotes itself pretty evenly between Daryl and uh, Glenn and the other group. Are you saying you're claiming the topic of Daryl? Claimed. Which was weirdly a name of a different episode this season, but... Like, I I, don't, I really liked Daryl's whole character arc in this, because it's him relearning how to be part of a group. Yeah, and Joe's a fascinating character, the uh, leader of the Marauders, or whatever the hell they are. Yeah, Joe was actually really... Like, he got a lot of really good speeches to go on in this episode. Yeah. I am One thing I am kind of confused about with Daryl's uh, storyline here is I don't really fully grasp his story arc in it like his his character arc because all the it feels like after all the stuff with beth i don't really 
know how this jives in relation to it. I think it's more just the fact that he had someone who was kind of giving him a little bit of, like, trying to reinstill his hope in humanity. And he gets stuck with this group, which is basically just like, eh, screw humanity, here's the very basic set of rules, we're just going to survive, that's it. Yeah, the kind of group that he would have been a part of before. Yeah, which I think is very profound in kind of bringing him around full circle. Yeah, I do like it. I do like the group and find their uh, Lord of the Flies like rulings to be interesting. Yeah, and I also was- like I also like the comparison of him and a stray cat. And the saddest thing that a stray cat can be is someone who believes he's an indoor cat. Yeah, it was a lot like, of good stuff. Like Joe, really, I I actually kind of hope he sticks around. Yeah, he'll probably just end up being a villain in the final episode and probably die or something, but... Yeah. He's, he, got, he, he mainly just got a series of speeches. I think he got the most dialogue in the episode. Yeah. Plus, he has a fly-ass shirt. The actor pulled it off pretty well. And, but, uh, you know, going to Terminus to kill Rick, which is convenient. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of... I have to say, I'm pretty glad that Terminus seems nothing like Alexandria. From what I've heard about that, yeah, like uh, actually seeing it kind of relieved my fears of that. Yeah, I mean, I it was pretty. It was kind of half and half whether or not it'd be cannibals or not, and obviously we could be wrong. They could be space aliens, but it looks like they're just cannibals. Yeah, pretty much. I, I have no doubt that they actually are cannibals. And I, I don't. I don't know. I have kind of these weird mixed feelings about this because I've been thinking about. A second and a half of the season so far. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, like, how many episodes there's been in the second half that I would like to rewatch. And we still have one more to go, obviously, and I probably want to rewatch the finale, because finales are usually great. Usually. Season threes, I guess, not so much, but... Season threes had a good first half. Yeah, then Andrea died. <laughs> but, um... I guess it feels like I would only, so far, we rot maybe four episodes of the second half. Maybe, probably more like three, really. I'd have interest in actually rewatching. Mm-hmm. You know, the premiere, the second episode, and probably then the Lizzie and Mika episode. There's not really a lot of stuff in there that I, that would really interest me to actually watch, because it's just, it, it's, for, for me, the second half of the season has been a series of bottle episodes that you do, like, you know, if you had, like, a 14-episode season, you would do, you know, maybe, like, four bottle episodes. But this feels like, in you know, eight, ep- eight bottle, uh, seven bottle episodes, essentially. True, but my my thing with it is that I feel like they've served a point to the most part. So I think I'm not really, like, I don't really fault them for going that way with it. Especially after the first half of the season. Which it, I like the fact that it's kind of contrasting against what the first half of the season was like. Well, I, I like that too, and there's nothing wrong with some of the storylines being presented in these these bottle episodes. It's just doing them all as these weird bottle episodes. You know, like look at the first half of the season. We had you know character examination stuff, but it didn't feel like bottle episodes. Like there felt like there was story momentum in there, even if nothing necessarily happened. Like, look at, you know, Rick and Carol, you know, going on a run. Nothing really happened in that episode, but it felt like there was story progression while having character examinations. You know, this is like, 
you know, Tyrese and Carol in a house with the kids can't actually be every single episode. Like, you know, some of the some of the episodes in the second half felt almost more forced into that than actual. It's like the that really badly written episode we uh, we first come to meet like Abraham and Eugene and stuff. Yeah, that we talked about. I I, I barely even remember most things from that from that episode. But it's like, why couldn't you remember Rick under the bed though? Rick under the bed. That's it. And it's like, why did like why didn't some of this space be used for something you know a little bit more interesting? They could still get the job done in a lot of ways. And and part of the problem I think is you know looking at The Walking Dead so far, about ninety percent of the show is take takes place in the woods. And I almost feel like the second half of the season because they blew their budget on the first half. With the tank and everything. Yeah, and they really only had the budget for whatever kind of finale that they have. So, like, I was even thinking to the uh, uh, Bob and Sasha's conversation uh, about two weeks ago, where Sasha points off screen and goes, what about that place right there? That's a good place. We never see what, what she's pointing at. And not till she actually walks up to it can, and they can put the camera really close to it. So you don't see anything around it. You get a good like back view of what it looks like. She is pointing off camera and talking about something as they stand in the woods. And it just and it feels like there's no reason at this point why The Walking Dead doesn't have more of a budget. And it's really an Dude, AMC, AMC problem. It's an AMC problem that they need to give the show. And I'm not talking about there needs to be fucking explosions and gunshots, but. You know, I feel like these episodes wouldn't have, would have been, there would have been more, maybe, not necessarily plot forward momentum, because obviously they put, at the end of the season, they get to Terminus. But it doesn't mean that they, you know, more stuff they can't get into on their way to Terminus. You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, you know, if they do go somewhere, they just kind of sit in one place and in one, you know, room and then have a conversation instead of, you don't see a breadth of anything. Yeah, and then I started thinking back to you know the, the last little while, and all we've really been seeing are woods and back roads and dirt roads. Like when we see a road, it's a back road. You know, we've mainly seen the same. If we see a highway, it's mainly the same highway. Yeah, and just like I, I do think it's gonna get to the point where it's like, how are they even going to do the trip to Alexandria? Obviously, they're gonna do a time jump. Because in this episode, they did the thing with, oh, winter's coming, put your jackets on. Which they do at the end of every season now. And then it's summer again next time you see them. Which is a shame, because I would like to see a winter Walking Dead storyline. I think it would be cool. Well, maybe, I mean, who knows, that could be season five. Uh, I doubt it. I just don't think they're going to film in the winter. I think just filming time. Because also, because the show premieres in the winter, so. Or in the fall, and then it goes into the winter. It's like we. I mean, I'm just sick of seeing characters walking around the woods. You know, I. You know, it's not like they need to go to a small town. Needs to be filled with zombies and things like that. But it's like seeing a neighborhood every once in a while, or you know, a normal road. I mean, actually, that's one of probably the one of the reasons these uh, mid-season premiere works so well is that we walked around a neighborhood and saw other places. And then the next episode, you know, it did take place a lot in the woods, but, you know, we were at the prison for a little while, and we saw some other stuff. And we hadn't really been in the woods for a while, so it seemed a little better. Yeah. And then it just kind of slows down to just seeing people walk in the woods, you know. You know, Eugene stops, uh, um, Abraham stops the truck, and then they 
stand around the truck for an entire episode until the end where they walk away from it. I'm talking about the badly written episode. Yeah. And I, and for, for me, I just want to see more, not necessarily openness, like this huge breadth of a world, like it's this big budget thing, but like, Less repetitiveness? Less repetitive. Like, we can only see Daryl walking around the woods so many times before it's just like, why are we still in the woods? You know, some of it even seems to defy logic. Like, why are they even camping in the woods? Like, I know they set the traps up. What if a horde comes, uh, you know, an entire horde comes by? The cans aren't really going to do anything at that point. And just because they, you know, the woods are cheaper. And I get it, but it's just, they need a bigger budget at this point. And, I don't know, just a rant that I had. And the other thing about... I'm coming down a lot in the second half of the season. There's is as if you listen back to Pulping Dead, I liked a lot of episodes, except the one that we both hated. Yeah. But I liked pretty much everything. I, I I actually wasn't a huge fan of uh, uh, two weeks ago the Maggie, Bob, and Sasha stuff. The Bob stuff was great, but that episode was for me was one thing that I hate to see. And TV does this a lot, which is. Here's conflict just to give ourselves plot for this episode. And I never felt like Sasha's whole we need a safe place to hunker down actually really felt like something she would say. And instead was just the exact opposition of what Maggie felt just for the sake of there being conflict. And then have Bob in the middle of it. Because then it just comes around full circle at the end of the episode and it didn't matter. Like nothing really mattered story-wise for that. And... You know, just for me, I would like to have seen some more forward momentum in the second half of the season. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you felt about that, but for me, it was just, just me, a little, little bit more was, interesting. Well, know. for me, it was less about like my concern didn't really lie so much with forward momentum with the plot. That was an issue I had, but for me, it was more about what they were kind of focusing on, which was the character building, because there was some weak weak characterization before the second half of the season. Like, Sasha didn't really have much of a character to me. Like, no. I, I I feel like the more that they've spent with these characters in the second half, they've become stronger characters. Like, we were even talking about, like, with Beth in that one episode with her and Daryl, how finally she's getting something to do. Yeah, and that was, and, that was definitely an episode that I, I liked a lot. And Carol and Tyrese, I mean, dear God, they got a lot of development in that one episode. Yeah, but but, but then, like, I, you know, do we need a character examination of Maggie at that point? Like, we pretty much know what's going on with her and the, and the storyline that's unfolding right now. So it feels like that would have been a better time to have, you know, not the same exact kind of focus that you're putting on, like, Beth. Because there's nothing really new that we're learning at that point. It's just no. the restating of things. Which I think is not necessarily a problem with like a lack of forward momentum. I think it's just more of a misguided sense of because the overall story of what the second half of the season was, they felt like this is what we should do with this character. Or this is what we should do with most of the characters. And for some, it worked. And for others, it didn't. Because... Like you said, like, what else do we really have to learn about Maggie? Yeah. And one problem I kind of had with Maggie is that she's never, like, sat down and dealt with the fact that she lost her dad. Yeah. Like, at least Beth broke down a couple times. Maggie has just been, like, and I get that she's, 
I get that she is desperate to find Glenn, and that's very understandable, but that's all there was to her. Like, that's all there was to both Glenn and her, which I think actually makes it a little worse because it's essentially the same character arc, and that's all that kind of drives them, and that's all that kind of exists as far as making them seem stronger. And I do think, like, as far as the development has gone, they have gotten the worst of it because, well, okay, maybe not. Yeah, they've gotten the worst of it, but at the same time, it's like, Rick, what else have we really learned about Rick? Except in that one episode, the mid-season premiere, like, he finally admitted, like, he was wrong. And that was, like, the moment that Rick got. But then he, like, spent an episode out, and then he spent an episode under a bed. So, like, I do feel it's been spotty in places in terms of, like, what they've been trying to accomplish. I think they've really just kind of, they set up to do something and then kind of didn't live up to that because they had so much going on with other characters that they forgot to give the main characters, some of the main characters, something to do. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the end of the bed episode, instead of, I mean, I get it. It was setting up the guys who are now going to go kill, going to go kill Rick. And now Daryl's a part of them. Uh, and it did give some nice tension in that episode. I, well, actually it didn't really, cause he was literally under a bed for, like, 40 minutes. But it's like, you know, maybe instead of, like, all the Michonne and Carl stuff in the episode was actually good for the mo- for, you know. It's some spotty dialogue here and there, but it was still good. Definitely and that was the, necessary. Definitely not the, uh, the kitchen scene. No, no, not, not the kitchen scene. Not the kitchen scene at all. Um, and at least as far as, like, Glenn goes, you know, he had Tara a new, a new character. And then the other new characters to play off of. So it's like he, you know, even though they're pretty much just having Abraham restate the same things over and over again. Um, but still it's, it's something, it's something new and there feels like there is plot, you know, forward momentum of the plot doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, these big things have to happen or they have to, you know, immediately reach terminus or anything like that. But just, um, it feels like you're not meandering with the characters. You know, it's like, honestly, Beth and Daryl, their bottle episode worked really well because that was something that needed to happen for both characters. So you don't necessarily need to see anything else. Yeah. Carol and Tyrese, that worked because they can go off on the side route and have this storyline. And it doesn't necessarily even affect the ending of the season in any way, but it resol- it, and it resolves the murder storyline from earlier. Of course. But then it's like, yeah, all these other things kind of happen that aren't really as strong. And it's like, I would like to have seen Chasa, uh, Sasha get some characterization that was, had more had a point to it and gave them something to do. You know, and, and, and Bob is kind of getting a lot of background characterization that's working for him perfectly. It's like, it's not the focus, but he gets to place his moments. Well, he just gets to be charming. Because it's fucking Bob. And I feel like I'm coming down really hard on the la- in the second half of the season, which I like. I like the second half of the season. It's just, I do worry because this is pretty much like the second time Walking Dead has done this. But not really just so much of a series of bottle episodes degrees. Like, second half of season three was pretty slow. But they had bottle episodes that had still, like, progression in them. Like, I guess progression would be, like, better wording of this instead of momentum. Yeah. 
Because, like, Herschel, you know, look at Herschel uh, in internment. He's literally in the basement the entire episode. But it's, you still feel like you're having progression of the storyline so far, while it mainly being focused on his character arc. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of thing, where it's like little nuggets of progression sprinkled in there. Instead of, like, them kind of staying in one spot, having a character arc, and then moving forward by the end of it. Yeah. They kind of show there's a better way to do this than kind of what they've been doing for the most part. I'm saying for the most part a lot. But, um, so I, 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 I'm a little disappointed in the second half in that way that, I don't know, is anything I'm saying I'm thinking even making sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, you, you, you're, you're a lunatic and you're, you stop. But, um, no, I, I think you're making a very valid criticism of it because honestly, it's just kind of, as you said, they, they've shown they are capable of doing that. So it shouldn't, there should be really no excuse for them not doing that. I think what they ultimately did was they chose a direction that was not necessarily beneficial to everyone. Like, it, it worked for some characters. It didn't really work as much for others. It was a little forced upon for some characters, where it really wasn't maybe the most necessary thing for them to do. And I like the idea of, like, I like the basic concept of taking characters and splitting them up a little more and then kind of examining them through opposites. Like, we talked about the fact that I love the fact that Daryl and Beth were yeah. placed together because they were so not the same person. Yeah, because you can't you can't get the same uh, openness for Daryl if you just paired him with Rick. Yeah, that that's the thing is that if you would just pair those two up, that would be the most boring thing imaginable because it, they'd be agreeing all the time. Yeah, and I do feel like maybe that's one problem that kind of and this is kind of my own thing was that some characters were paired up really well, others weren't because you just have Rick. Carl and Michonne, what's what's really the dynamic there? Yeah, and we have seen the least amount of them throughout the entire second half. And, and it actually feels like those three, because those are, you know, they're the main group. There's nothing really... We, we did get more Carl and Michonne, we got Carl development and stuff, but it was done pretty quickly. It feels like, why don't you use them to see what they're doing out there? Like, some, like just to mix it up a little bit. I think it would have been nice to maybe pair up, like, Rick and Maggie, even, or Rick and Maggie and Carl, or um, have Rick and... I, I don't know. Like, I think there are other choices for those two groups than who they ended up with. Like, I, I do overall like the dynamic that Maggie and Sasha and Bob had, but I feel like there could have been a little more, more mix-up. Like, the only two groups that really worked for me were Carol and Tyrese and um, Daryl and Beth and, and yeah. Daryl. Like the other ones, uh, maybe with the exception of Glenn and Tara, because I, I really like Tara now that she's and Glenn have become friends. But I don't know. Like at the same time, Tara could have been paired up with literally anyone. Yeah. Uh, though I, I like, you know, because the Herschel thing, pairing her up with Glenn made sense. It it did feel weird to then have Glenn be such laser-focused on finding Maggie and then bringing yeah. Abraham in and them. Yeah, that's 
once again, it's just one of those matters of like, why is no one really paying attention to the fact that Herschel is dead? Yeah, uh, Glenn's really the only one who, you know, when we first saw him, he had that scene where he found out that he died and stuff. Yeah. I do like, you know, no one needs to necessarily... uh, Maggie not really having a moment, I guess, is weird. Uh, It's a little weird. I I think they maybe missed a point of maybe having that, uh, you know, the fact that she needs to sit down and have, you know, maybe a talk about what happened or accept what happened and stop, you know, rushing forward. Maybe have that be the point of that episode. Yeah, that that easily could have been a plot point that they could have introduced with uh, Bob and Sasha, like talking about like, okay, who's going to talk to her? Yeah, and you know, and that would give Sasha something big to do, almost her playing like a therapist part. And once again, that would have felt like some kind. That would felt like progression, you know, because you know that was something that directly happened, and she's progressing as a character. You know, where she really didn't. She just, and we, and the audience wants her to find Glenn, so it, it, it feels weird to have that be Maggie's plot. Well, it feels weird because that's her plot, and it's also Glenn's plot. Yeah. Like, I would have, I think it would have been a great juxtaposition if one of them, preferably Glenn, because he didn't actually know about until after the fact, be distraught over the fact that, you know, basically their father is dead. And have the other one be focused on finding the other. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like that should have been the entire arc for Glenn, but have like an episode or two where he's just kind of like when Rick was out of his mind with grief after Lori died, like just kind of have a moment like that. Not not like an entire half of a season like Rick did, which I don't really fault because I actually like that. But yeah, like there was. I think ultimately what you and I are both saying is that there are other ways to pull off this second half of the season. Yeah. And they were good. They just weren't good. And they just, I don't, I don't necessarily even think it's fair to say they weren't good enough. It's just, they felt lacking in a lot lacking. of places. Yeah, definitely. And as, as you said before, like the through line of the second half of the season, which in complete contrast to the through line of the first half of the season is very interesting. Yeah. And, but it does feel almost at this point that it's kind of lost in everything that, that that they've done because everything's just been so fractured. You know, one episode you'll have you know three storylines going on, then one episode it's just two characters, then you'll have three you know three storylines going on again. I, I don't wonder how it would have played if instead of having a lot of these bottle episodes, it would have been interesting to see them intercut between all the characters in every episode and just kind of have maybe one or two episodes focus exclusively on one group, like just have the Carol and Tyrese episode and just have the Daryl and Beth episode. And then the other ones don't focus on one particular group. They still intercut between several of them. Yeah. The true way you should do a bottle episode, you know, but I think they did too many of just the, we're focusing slowly on, I'm not really counting the premiere in that because the premiere was, Definitely a very – it was a bottle episode, but – Well, also, the premiere took place right after the prison fell, so there needed that time for breather. Yeah. And, and there was really – there wasn't really even, like, a trajectory for, like, where they would go next because nobody really knew about Terminus. Yeah, and then the, but the, and the next episode was, you know, everybody at once, so it, it felt right about that. Yeah. And then they, kind of, then they kind of went off into a direction that I don't think was beneficial. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's – 
helped some characters. Some characters just kind of spun around in a circle, and then you know it, it feels. It, looking back on it, it just feels everything feels so fractured. And I know that was the point of a lot of it, but I think maybe it was too fractured. That they need a little bit more cutting, a little bit, just a more focus, like a stronger focus that was a little bit more laser sharp than what they had. Because, um, you know, like you said, you know, Beth needed that. Maggie, not so much. Bob, he, I mean, he, Bob he definitely spin off. Well, Bob needed that episode because before that, Bob, he was. I mean, let's face it, Bob became Bob in one episode. This like. Bob wasn't really Bob before that. Like he he became Bob in the episode with uh, with Sasha and Maggie. The Bob we all know and love after he became high. Yeah, got so high, so fucking high. Really, getting back to my original point and what led me to all this is, I'm not even necessarily blaming the writers, or the showrunners, or anything like that. I think honestly. They were kind of stuck in this position because they don't have a big enough budget. You gotta balance the budget. Balance the budget. Budget needs to be balanced. You need to balance that budget because if you don't have no budget, then you you don't have anything. Yeah. Uh, let's re-listen to the episode. Blow the bile belt only on iTunes. <laughs> um, we need to stop referencing other podcasts. <laughs> we do. So that's really my point. Is I just really think Walking Dead going forward. This needs money. It needs more money. It's ridiculous that, the, for how much viewership and you know all the fucking sponsorship that they have and all the fucking car crap, they need a fucking bigger budget. And AMC can afford it. Well, the thing is, is that AMC isn't good at managing things. Not at all. I mean, that's the entire. I mean, we all know that's the big reason Darabont got fired because he wanted it to be cinematic and have more money. You know, Darabont gets fired and they spend the entire season on the goddamn farm. I think that says a lot. So, yeah, I, I just, I really hope next season AMC, you know, pays for something finally. And more than just one tank. Yeah. I'm pretty sure sitcom stars make more in one episode than the entire budget of a season for The Walking Dead. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm pretty sure I'm right. At least Sheen when he was doing Two and a Half Men, because Jesus. If well, CBS could... If CBS could afford to give in to Charlie Sheen's insane demands, AMC could give them a budget. And quite frankly, if they don't up the budget, I want to stop seeing shitty Audis and crap like that. People driving that happen to look brand new on The Walking Dead. I'm sick of that. Well, I, I thought you just meant the commercial that we see over and over and over. I, I want the commercial to end, too. Which I think has been playing since last season. They finally are just now changing up for a different ending, but I'm so sick of that fucking commercial. Now we're just bitching about the commercials on The Walking Dead. But um, I, I, I did like this episode, Us. I did really like this episode. It was the exact kind of thing that I was looking for. Yeah, because it had momentum. Yeah, it just had progression, you know. Even if we just learned that the, you know, the I want to keep wanting to call them the Hunters, but that's not right. Uh, the Marauders... Are looking for Rick. That little bit. That's just progression. Yeah. You know, we learn something new. It's progression. That's the and kind plus, of stuff that I was mean, for. Not to point out the obvious, but they got the terminus. So that's about the biggest progression you could have. And hopefully that's uh that'll be a big finale. But uh, uh you know, you can't put your entire season on just one big boom of a, of a finale. So yeah, look what look what happened to season two. That was basically what happened. 
Yeah, exactly. Twice. <laughs> I do love season two's finale. Like for all the crap season two gets, that was that was worth it. That was an awesome finale. I still that was probably one of the only episodes from season two I can go back and watch. Yeah. Or just you know Shane being crazy and bald and ripped. God, so ripped. <laughs> anyway, that's been us talking way too long about The Walking Dead. Uh, I've been Mike. I've been one-legged Envy. R.I.P.T. Dog. Shane was right. Yeah.